This sermon is brought to you by Shofar Christian Church. We hope that you will be blessed by this message. Our audio and video sermons are also available on Shofar TV to download and share. I greet you all in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. My name is Sipiwe uh, Sibia, and I didn't bring the hula hoops. <laughs> I'm from African Enterprise, and I'm very, very happy to be here today. I want us to read the Gospel of St. Luke, chapter 5. I should warn you before I, I speak, I speak loudly, so don't run away if I do so. And those who are controlling the PA system will help me. If I go high, they will go down. If I go down, they will go up. So it's going to be a busy day. Luke chapter 5. From verse 1. One day Jesus was standing on the shore of Lake Gennesaret while the people pushed their way up to him to listen to the word of God. He saw two boats pulled up on the beach. The fishermen had left them and were washing the nets. Jesus got into one of the boats. It belonged to Simon and asked him to push off a little from the shore. Jesus sat in the boat and taught the crowd. When he finished speaking, he said to Simon, push the boat out further to the deep water and you and your partners let down your nets for a catch. Master, Simon answered, we worked hard all night, all night long and caught nothing. But if you say so, I will let down the nets. They let the net down and caught such a large number of fish that the nets were about to break. Amen. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your word. We thank you that your word is life. Give us strength in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. The Bible says one day Jesus was standing by the lake. Now, it talks about two people. The Bible says the crowd came to Jesus to listen to the word of God, which is very important. The crime, the, the crowd came into Jesus to listen to the word of God. But Jesus turned away from the crowd and he saw pain. You see, the crowd was coming to Jesus to listen to the word of God. But Jesus turned away and he saw Simon and the others in pain. 
Because they were fishing for the whole night and they didn't get anything. Jesus ignored the crowd, but he never ignored the pain. Jesus might ignore the crowd, but Jesus will never ignore your pain. Jesus might ignore everything. He didn't entertain the crowd. The crowd was very important because they come to listen to the word of God. But there was a 911 agent. There was a, a, a problem. There was a crisis. There were people in pain and he had to ignore the crowd so that he can attend to pain. Because Jesus cannot ignore pain. That is what I want to share today. That Jesus can ignore the crowd, but Jesus will never ignore pain. I was born at Ulundi. Ulundi is up north Zululand. I was born there in a very poor family. At home, we were very poor. My father was a bricklayer and my mother was a domestic worker. My father was never home. He used to drink a lot of alcohol. Whenever he will come home, he will come one to beat my mother Two, when he's, when he's broke. But whenever he gets money, he will go and drink it all. My mother was working. I was the last born at home. I had two sisters and one brother. And I was the last born. My mother was working so hard to raise us. But it was difficult with the money he was, she was getting. So we grew up with that pain. We grew up with that hunger. We grew up knowing that we are nothing. And people were telling us every day that we are nothing. So many times I will go away from home. I will go away from home. From home I will go and steal. I will do all these naughty things because at home there was hunger. I was very broken. And other kids were used to just let me, they used to bully me because they knew that nobody would defend me. They knew that my father was not around. They knew that my mother could not do anything. So there was pain all over my life and my brothers and, and my brother and my sister. So the first time I was arrested, I was doing great too when we stole 700 rand from, from our teacher. And every day, we will take that, that money from school and buy rice and chicken because we never had those at home. So I grew up in pain. I grew up in that environment. And so suddenly my mother got sick and she died. It was very hard to me. I was very young by that time and it was very hard to me. Pain was developing in me. Anger was developing in me. I started to, to, to believe that I was cursed. I started to believe that my family was cursed. And the following year, my father died. After the death of my, of my father, my sisters left home. They went and stayed with their boyfriends. My brother left home. I was alone at home. 
So I started stealing. I started to do all these sort of bad things. I started to become bad. I started to, I started to talk bad when I talked to people. I started to take drugs because now I had all the freedom and I was alone at home. And I thought that was life. But anger was developing inside my heart every day. I couldn't care. Whether you are old, whether you are young, you are young, I will talk bad. I will do as I want to do because I knew that my mother and my father had died. So I started to be naughty and the community started to be angry at me. So they wanted to kill me. They planned and they wanted to kill me. Somebody came and told me, he said, These people are coming to kill you because you are naughty, because you are stealing. I remember one day, I was going with my friend, with my friends. And there was a Zion church. I don't know if you know a Zion church. There was a Zion church. In the Zion church, they leave their shoes outside to enter the holy ground. So we came and took all those shoes. About about 70 to 80 of those shoes, we stole them. So everybody was angry. They said, these boys are stealing left, right, and center. These boys are stealing even for Zionists. So they decided to kill me. They decided, they, they said, let's just kill this boy. Because we report him into the police, and the police, they just don't do anything about him. So I ran away from home. I ran from Ulundi to Mtubatuba. I stayed at Mtubatuba, washing taxis, doing all these taxi things in, in the rank, and I was adopted by the most cruel man I have never seen. This guy owned taxis. He never bought me anything. He only gave me food with words. I used to clean his taxis, in the afternoon and early in the morning. And he will call his other criminals to come and bring stuff. I will go and collect those stuff. I will collect those stuff to the people I don't even see. I became slowly, 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 slowly a monster. I became like him. He used to beat his wife. He used to beat his wife. He used to drink. He used. He was just... A bad person. At the taxi rank, he will fight people and he will call me and say, bring me another car, you take this car. So that those guys will kill me instead of him. So I grew up in debt and I knew one thing about life. That I was a mistake in this world. That is what I believed. That is what I was told by people. That is what I was told by my friends. That you are nothing. You were born to be like this. You were born to be poor. And during that time when I stayed with that taxi man, my friend called me and told me that my sister died. So I couldn't attend the funeral one because I was afraid. And after that funeral, I called my friend later on Saturday. I said, how was the funeral? And he said, the funeral went well. But there is a problem. Your other sister has died. And we will bury your sister tomorrow. I went to this guy. His name was Eric. I said, Eric, my sister has died. 
and my other sister has died. Can you come with me? Can we go home so that I can bury my sisters? He said, if you go home, you will never return. You are my slave. You will die here. So another thing came in my mind. I was now his slave. So both my, sis- both my sisters were buried when I was not there. So I stayed with this man. It took me a lot of time to just believe that my sisters were, de- were dead because I was not there at the funeral. And one day later on the day, this man couldn't allow me to have friends. He just, he just kept me here close to him because he didn't want me to go away from him. But one evening he came back and it was around 8 o'clock. We heard the gunshot. Boom, boom. He shot himself and died. I don't know why he shot himself, but he shot himself and died. At his funeral, one pastor came to bury him. So I was, everybody knew me as his brother, so they thought I'm his brother. So one pastor came and asked me, he said, what are you going to do with the taxes? I said, you know, pastor, I don't belong to this family. I just came in, I was adopted. He said, but we thought this man was your brother. I said, no, this man is not my brother. So he said, what is going to happen with you? I said, I don't know. But I think I have to make a plan. And he said to me, no, you can come and stay with us at the church. You will stay with us at the church. And I said, what church? Because we never knew anything about church. The only thing we knew about church is that the church is for like rich people. We never went to church. So I said, no, I can't come to church. The church is for rich people. The church is for people who are happy. I'm not happy. I'm bitter. And by that time, my hair was, was I, 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 I dyed my hair. It was green, green hair. I said, I cannot come to your church. One, I don't have clothes. Brothers and sisters, I have owned one t-shirt and one trouser for two years. One t-shirt, one trouser for two years. I said, I don't have clothes. I don't have anything. I can't come to your church. And he said, come in to, to, to our church. And after the funeral, I refused. I saw because I was used. You know, one of the things I have experienced in my life is that whenever God tries to take me up, I will pull myself down. Whenever God tries to pull me up, I will always try to pull myself down because I was told that I'm nothing. I belong there. I was told that I was born out of mistake. I was told that I will never go anywhere in this world. So every time God tries to pull me up, I will try by all means to pull myself down. Because it was here and here. I believed it. Because whatever you believe, you will live it. Whatever you believe, you will live it. Whatever you believe, if you believe that you are free, you will be free indeed. If you believe that you are free, you will be free indeed. 
And if you believe that you are down there, you, you will be down there. You're thinking everything will say, I am nothing. You have to believe. Then redemption will come. So this man, this pastor said, come and stay with us. And, and later on there was those discussions after the funeral and they said they are selling the house where we were staying, we were staying with, with, this, with this taxi man. So I went to this pastor. I said, pastor, I will stay with you, but I'm not going to church. So it was an Anglican church. They had a house for the, for the priest and the church on the other side. So I stayed in the church. I could listen to people saying, Jesus, 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 Jesus. And I thought Jesus was one of the guests. So I thought, oh, maybe Jesus is the, is the preacher because I didn't know anything about Jesus. I didn't know. I just knew that there was God, but I didn't know any details about God. And the only thing I knew is that God will come back to kill me as he killed my, my family. That is what I knew. I knew that God one day will come back to kill me as he did to my family. So my life was very difficult. So I would, I would sit in the church and they would start dancing, they would start dancing. And later, later on the day, somebody complained. They said, this man is eating our food. He stays here and he doesn't come to church. I said, pastor, goodbye. I'm going back to the streets. So I left the pastor. I went to the street. I went to, to my friends. We washed the cars and so on. And he came to visit one day. That, that pastor was very patient with me. He came to visit. He brought me food. He said, I, I'm not here to take you away. I'm here to visit you. And he told me, that was in 2003, and he told me that there was a service, a man's service. And do, he said, do you want to go there? I said, no, I can't go there. He said, I will buy you clothes. I said, no, I will go, just not to disappoint you. And he said a word. He said, that conference, is that Ulundi? I said, oh, oh, I can't go to Ulundi. I ran away from Ulundi, but I never told him that. I said, no, I know I will think about it. But as a result, we went there. So I went to one of my friends. I said, my friend, I'm going to church. He said, you're going to church? I said, yes, I'm going to church, but I need a gun. you crazy? People who are going to church, they only carry Bibles, not guns. I said, the problem with this church is that we are going back to Ulundi and people are looking for me. They want to kill me. So this friend said, no, okay, no, I will give you. So I took the gun to the church. So we were worshipping, worshipping, worshipping and I was like, who's watching me? Who's watching me? And that night, the conference started on Friday up to Sunday. And on Friday, I, did, I didn't sleep. I was looking around for all the lights because I thought these people are coming to kill me now. But on Saturday, they started talking about Jesus. And once again, I thought Jesus was one of the pastors because in the Anglican church, the pastors would sit in front. So I thought Jesus was there. But there was an invitation they made. They said, if you want to receive Jesus... Jesus can change your life. Jesus can change your life. You can have a new life in Jesus. If you want to receive Jesus, you can come forward. Jesus will forgive your sins. I said, I, I have so many sins. I'm even carrying a gun in the church. I think I need to go. And when I started to walk towards the altar call, 
I saw my pastor friend. He was crying. So I said, okay, let me turn back because this man is crying. It means I'm embarrassing him. (laughs) So I took two steps back and one thing said to me, no, go. This is your day. So I started walking. I woke. He was crying. He was crying. I said, oh, I don't have a place to stay anymore. (laughs) But if I can have that Jesus who can forgive my sins, it will be all right. So they prayed for us and they counseled us. So when I came out from the council room, I saw him and I said, "Uh uh-oh. And he said, you know why I was crying? I've been praying for this day to come. I've been praying for this day to come. You have done well. Then I said to him, you know what? I feel free for the first time. I feel alive. I feel fresh. I feel like a human being. All along, I felt like like an orphan. But today, I feel like a real person. I said, I have a gun. I gave it to him. I said, I need to cut my hair now. He said, no, let's wait for the conference to finish. I said, no, now. So we went and we did my hair and so on and so on and so on. And the pain, the pain, all the data of pain, which was collected over the years, was moving away slowly. I started to mind my language. I started, I started to feel, you know, to have a sense of belonging. I said, I might not have a family, but I have Jesus, and I belong to Jesus. I might have lost everything in my life, but I have Jesus, and I belong to Jesus. And we went back after the conference. I said, after the conference, we went back, and I said to him, Pastor, I'm going. He said, where are you going? I said, I'm going to die. Bye. He said, what is happening with you? I said, no, pastor, thank you very much. You have given me Jesus. Because brothers and sisters, Jesus was enough for me. I said to him, thank you very much. You have given me Jesus. I'm going to die now. And I went back to Ulundi. I went from house to house, knocking at the door, apologizing to those I have done wrong. And many people were saying, we don't even remember who you are. I said, well, I'm here to apologize. And if you kill me, kill me now. But I'm here to apologize. And they all said, we forgive you. And we can't even remember you, boy. Just go away. After that, I went back to the pastor. I said, pastor, I didn't die. (laughs) He said, what really happened? Where did you go? I said, I went back home. I told him my real story. I told him what I have done. I told him, I told him everything. And he said, really, the son of man has set you free. You might not have parents, but the son of man has set you free. And from that day, I walked with Jesus. From that day, my life was transformed. You know, I felt like an animal. For many years, I felt pain, I felt anger until Jesus came into my life. So in this passage of scripture, Jesus ignored the crowd and he attended the pain. 
And he went to these guys and said, guys, what is happening here? And these guys, the Bible says these guys were washing their nets. They were washing their, that is the sign that they had, that is the sign that they had given up. So they were saying, we are going home. There is nothing left for us now. We cannot do anything now. We have tried and tried and tried and tried. It didn't work. I remember many times Jesus came into my rescue when I tried to kill myself. I said, I will go and throw myself in the bridge and, nothing, and, and something happens which distracts me by the power of Jesus. And these guys, they said, you know, we've been here the whole night. We've been, we've been trying the whole night. Trying to catch these fishes. You know, they were in pain. They were about to go home with nothing. Their families were waiting for fish. And they didn't have anything. They were disappointed. They were down and broken and disappointed. Like, just like me. They had given up. They had no hope. So they were like, no, we are washing this net so that we can go. We are in a position where we are broken and there is nothing we can do. And Jesus said to them, put down the nets. Put the nets down. Forget about last night. Last night I was not here. But now I'm here. Forget about last night. Last night you were alone. Last night I was not here. But now I'm here. And the fishes will not listen to you. But the fishes will listen to me. Don't give up. Don't give up because I'm here. Don't give up because Jesus is here. Maybe they have told you that you are nothing. Your friends have told you that you are nothing. But here we are saying, forget about last night. Today Jesus is here. Forget about last night. Jesus is here now. Forget about your past failures. Forget about your past mistakes. Forget about last night. Forget about what you didn't do right. Jesus is here now. We are starting again. We are starting a new page with Jesus Christ. When Jesus come, when Jesus come, he will forgive all your sins. You forget about last night and you start focusing about in today's business. The women from Samaria, he came across Jesus. And Jesus said to him, I will give you water. I will give you water. Water of life. And the lady ran. You know that lady was running up and down. Because the Jews and the Samaritans had problems. But she was not accepted anywhere. The Jews didn't like, didn't like her because she's Samaritan. But also, the people of Samaria didn't like her because of what she was doing. But she was accepted at the cross. And after she was accepted at the cross, she, she didn't run to the Jews. She ran to the enemies. She ran to her people and said, I have found the Messiah. I have found the Messiah. My life will never be the same again. My life has changed I'm forgetting about last night because last night Jesus was not here but today Jesus is here. Today Jesus is here. Today Jesus is here. You know, every time we try to move forward, 
the enemy will always remind us about last night and we will just stand still and listen to the enemy. I want you to say today, I forget about last night. I'm moving forward in Jesus' name. Because Jesus was not there last night. But now, he's here. And he said, guys, forget about last night. Today I'm here. Just pull down your nets. And the guys did. They pulled down their nets. And the fishes, they came. And if Peter says, Peter says, this is interesting. You know, Jesus, we've been doing this the whole night. But because of you, because of your word, we will do it. There is one thing. There is one thing. There is one thing which will help us to overcome our past. The name of Jesus. The word of Jesus. You know, every time you try to move forward, the devil will always rewind everything you did. And the devil will say, you cannot go anywhere because of your past. But you need to tell the devil that last night, Jesus was not there. But today, Jesus is here. And I'm going to conquer by the power of Jesus. I'm going to conquer by the power of Jesus. One way or the other, we are slaves of last night. The, the main reason which is blocking us to move, in moving forward is last night. Because we've been trying last night, we've been trying last night and it didn't go well, we can't do it, we can't do it anymore. And Jesus says, you know, guys, just pull down your nets. Today I'm here. And they did. And fishes were coming. And they couldn't control the fishes. They even called others. Because we are saved to save others. We are not safe to sit down. We are not safe to sit down. We are not safe to play church. That's why I left everything. I said, the grace of God was showed in my life. I will go and tell others about the grace of God. Because when your sins are forgiven, you must go and tell others about the Jesus who forgives sins. The Jesus who can help people to forget about last night and focus on Jesus now. Yes, you've been trying. But I was not there. But now I'm here. Put down your net. And Jesus is talking to these people. We're washing their nets. Washing their nets. And they're about to go home. Every time I talk about God, I remember what my grandmother told me about God. We, we went to my grandmother one day and said, where is God? What is happening? Who is God? And my grandmother, without any knowledge, she said, you know what? God is your shadow. Do you know your shadow? Do you see my shadow now? She said, God is your shadow. I said, God is what? She said, God is, is your shadow. It gave us peace that God is our shadow. 
That was a sermon. And that was a sermon and a half from my grandmother. So we will go outside and play. While we were playing, we will look at God and we will say, guys, let us play with God today. God do this. And the shadow will do it. And we will say, God do this. And God will do it. And say, God do it. So it was a good game playing with God. And it was very interesting that whatever we were doing, God was doing it. Even though we were playing, so we will just watch God do this, God do this, God do this. But one day, one day, we said, guys, let us go and play with God. And there was no sun. So there was no shadow. So we tried. God do this. Nothing. God do this. Nothing. And we went back to my grandmother. And you said, you told us that God is our shadow. But today there is no shadow. She said these words. Even though you don't see your shadow, it doesn't mean that it's not there. Even though you don't see your shadow, it doesn't mean that it's not there. Even though you don't see your God, you know, situations might tell you there is no God near you. The cloud might tell you there is no God near you. But even in the midst of clouds, there is a shadow and there is a God. So wherever we go, there is a God. You know, sometimes when we go through trials, we just conclude by saying, well, there is no God, I did a mistake, and so on, maybe I was not right, maybe I was what, 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 what. Even in the midst of troubles, there is God. Even in the midst of problems, there is God. Everywhere you go, there is God. Forget about last night. Focus on today. Because today, I'm here. Let us stand on our feet as we pray. Forget about last night. And focus on today. Because last night there was no God. But today, that is God. That is what I did in my life. I said, Jesus, I want to forget about the pain. I want to forget about everything I went through. I want to focus on you. Forget about last night and focus on today. Thank you for listening. Remember that our sermon audio and videos are also available on Shofar TV. Go to www.shofaronline.tv to download and share.